When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. SEN membership day. Enjoy two for one on Geelong Cats. Three game memberships. Code SEN Cats. They've got the magnificent new stadium down there. Wisp. They've had a very good preseason, I'm told. First time for a long time. That they've been able to... Uh, don't give me the... What are you doing? He's only got 15 minutes. You've already wasted five of it. <laughs> Chris Scott is the coach of the Cats. He joins us. Welcome, Scotty. Hey, Gary, Tim. How are you guys? Uh, we're going well. Um, looking forward to the 2024 season. Tim's put me under pressure. I know you're a busy man. It's great to have you on. Um, where are you at in terms of your preparation? It's, it's a different one given you've had the full off-season period, if you like, without finals. No, you're right. It's been a while since we've had a long um, off-season period, especially with the bye, missing the finals gives you that extra week, um, you know, compared to where it was when we last missed the finals, which was, I think, over 10 years ago. Um, but we've been really conscious not to assume that that's going to give us um, any added benefit. It's, it certainly has allowed us to get prepared in terms of post-season surgery and those sort of things, but... A little bit of extra training doesn't guarantee you anything. But that being said, we feel confident that our preparation's been good. Certainly better than last year, which is all you can really do, compare yourself to where you were um, 12 months prior. How different does it look, given that you've had those chance to you know, put people away and get them surgery? I mean, is it just a matter of more sort of contact hours on the track? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, and, and that really tangible example of, Surgery is being done in sort of late August as opposed to, um, you know, October. Uh, and, and look, it doesn't also doesn't guarantee that because we're in pretty good shape now that that will flow through into the season as well. We, we, we weren't going well this time last year, but then we lost a couple of defenders in particular on the eve of the season, which, which sort of made it a challenge for us. Um, but, but again, you can I think you can focus too much on sort of health and fitness and availability. Um, really, every AFL club should assume that the other 17 clubs have had good preparations too. Mm. It's really about sort of what you do from here and um, sort of execute on some of the shifts that we've made. And we're, we're really trying to look at sort of this year in isolation as opposed to spending too much time thinking about how we want to play compared to how we played the previous year. Uh, Chris, uh, yesterday we spoke to uh, Chris Fagan and uh, he spoke about uh, one area that they'd concentrated on was the reaction time of their players. Has there been anything specific that when you sat down and looked at last season, the way you played, you saw that as a priority in terms of your training over the preseason? Well, again, we, we, we as coaches have talked a lot about 
uh, last year and um, and the way we played. Um, but we've we've been at pains not to spend too much time with our players talking about those things. And we've brought in two, well, they are new coaches, um, albeit um, guys that have been at Geelong in the past. So James Raleigh spent three years at the Crows and has come back and has a fresh view of, of the Cats. And Stephen King was last at the Cats back in, I think, 2000. And, Eight, I'm going to say. So he's had a lot of experience. And we're really using um, uh, those guys as a fresh set of eyes to look at what we've got now and, and, and the way we can play um, kind of moving into 2024. Um, I, again, I just think it's a mistake to sort of think that well, we just take up from where we, we left off last year and, 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 and try to tweak from there. We're trying to look at it from um, a whole new starting point. And, and, and in effect, that... that for us, boils down to what's the personnel we've got at our disposal, and and that's the thing that that is exciting them because they haven't seen much of Toby Conway or Jai Clark or our first round pick from last year, Connor O'Sullivan. Um, you know, even guys like Tanner Bruin and, and Ollie Henry are only their second year in our system. So yeah, we're thinking about what we can be from here rather than looking back too much. He must be flying, Conor O'Sullivan, because um, I don't want to misquote him, but Graham Myers said something to the effect of he'd give him a 10-year deal now. Yeah, that's optimistic. I, I, <laughs> maybe maybe Graham's just trying to, uh, to to screw him down on, on, on price. But, uh, I, I mean, I can see he's got all the attributes that you love to see in a, in a young player. He's, um, he's really enthusiastic, um, I, I, I tend to not like this description of young players in terms of their leadership qualities because they, they should really be allowed to find their own way in the game before they need to take on the burden of looking after others. But already you can see um, that, that, that he plays with that kind of um, you know, feel for his teammates. He, he was clearly an influential player as a junior and, and playing as a key back, I think stands stands you in good stead because you, you need to think about what's happening up the field and, and have an influence in the way in which you know the players up the field are defending. Sometimes um, that can be a better introduction to the game than sort of playing in the forward half where you tend to be not quite sure how the ball got down there sometimes. That, that I'm saying it realising that that's probably going to be highly offensive to Gary, so I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. We're chopping back the five years. You got kid. him right. Um, how, how much of how you want to play is based on personnel and availability of personnel as opposed to what the game style demands or the, or the competition style demands? Because you've been in the position where you've won premierships and opposition teams go to work and say, oh, that's how it's going to be played. Now you've had a chance to sit back and look. So you, no, nah, this is what we've got and we'll sort out the way we play based on our personnel here or the game demands that we play this way. I think that's a really interesting way of putting it, Gary, because I think there is a third way which we completely disagree with, which is the coaches know the way the game should be played and we're going to try to massage our players around that. We, we rail against that idea. I mean, there are some fundamentals that I think every coach kind of would talk about, but because they're so obvious, I don't think you need to spend too much time with your players on it. Things like we're going to be a good contested team and we're going to defend well, or yeah, so is everyone, mm. but... But I, I think that that idea, as you frame it, that, that the game is moving in a certain direction and, and if you don't move with it, you're going to be left behind is something that we are very conscious of. Um, but I think that's still secondary to um, 
you know, building the way you play around the, the strengths of your most influential players. Um, and uh, hopefully those two things um, are complementary, that, you know, the skills and attributes of our players complement, you know, the, the, the shifts in the game. And, and I think the shifts in the game are in part the way the other teams are, you know, responding to each other. But, but they're in part in response to rule changes as well. And, you know, there's a saying in, in, in the stock market that you shouldn't fight the Fed. Um, and I think it's true of the, the, the AFL as well. You, you shouldn't try to fight what they're trying to do. Um, they're, if, they're, if they're trying to open up the games, they will tend to, to win that battle over a period of years. And if, if you rail against it and, and, and try to, um, you know, play the game in spite of the, the rule changes, then, you know, you're... Um, you're going to be on the wrong side of that deal. There's another stock market uh, quote that says that uh, when the tide goes out, you get to see who's been swimming in the nude, Chris, but that's got, no- <laughs> that's got nothing to do with anything we're talking about <laughs> at the moment. Oh, Sheen Mullen, he, he's a really, like, we, we saw him a little bit last year and he looks like he's got the outline of something that could be a significant contributor and a player in AFL football. How's his development gone in, in another preseason? Oh, we're really happy, Tim. His his physical adaptation has been fantastic. I mean, he he came to Australia um, in pretty good shape already. He's he's a really powerful um, athlete, got real speed, and but the I've got to probably stop saying this because my the the watch on the Irish players tends to be how they kick the ball and how they adapt to the different shaped ball, but also the the contact. Um, that they don't really experience um, in Gaelic footy. But we, we, O'Sheen's our third example now. After I know Zach Tui had played quite a bit of footy at Carlton before he came to us, but Mark O'Connor, Zach Tui and O'Sheen Mullen, they're, they're you know, as physical um, a player as, or type of player as, as we have on our list. So that, that part of it, um, which tends to be the sort of part you worry about, is, is being covered off. And, and, and now really for O'Sheen, it's, I think, a matter of us giving him enough opportunity and settling him in a position so that he can play on instinct as opposed to sort of playing in a manner that suggests he's still learning the game. I think he's moved past that phase already, which is which is exciting for us. I know you've only got a couple of minutes and we appreciate the time. Um, the buzz around Toby Conway has been there for quite some time and he's just got to get himself right and ready to go. So he's had a, an uninterrupted pre-season? Yeah, he has. It's been a big because... That, that, that's exciting because he hasn't had that in his whole time at the club. And in part, that's because he's had some um, injury issues, but it's also because we've held him back a bit, which tends to be um, our philosophy with um, our younger players in general, but particularly the ones that have, um, have come in with sort of injury concerns. And uh, Toby's, Toby's a really... I mean, I, I think officially we're measuring him at... 207. They think he might be a little bit taller than that, but he's a big man who's had some sort of lower limb issues. So it's incumbent on us to be really careful with those because our yeah we're, we're optimistic about what he can do this year. But I'm much more excited about the the 10 years after that. Um, so yeah, there, there's you know I should embrace a little bit of the pressure that he's feeling to perform. He's one of these guys that doesn't see any reason why he can't come in and perform straight away. And I, I love that attitude, but. We've just got to balance that by thinking about what's best for us long term.
That's exciting. Um, we're now going to let you go. Just uh, last time we spoke, you'd moved out onto some land. You were embracing farm sort of life. Was that is that something you're still track tracking down? Because Tim and I are very interested in that side of things. I think we're all on the same page, the three of us there. Yep. Yeah, a little bit of um, space and uh, tranquility is um, suiting my lifestyle very well. <laughs> How's, um... The longer I spend in Geelong, the more I like it. Put it that way. <laughs> What size deck have you got on your mower? Fifty-four inch. I've got a fifty-four. Uh, what have you got a right on mower yet, Chris? <laughs> no, 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 I haven't. I um, I have a relatively small deck. Um, <laughs> I think we're talking about the same thing. Um, and, and and I'm I'm, I'm in the uh, camp of people that um, enjoys looking at it, not so much um, doing the work. So people do that for us. Yeah, oh. you, you can aspire. That's the most important thing. Hey, yeah, uh, good luck. It's exciting. GMHBA back to full house capacity around forty thousand is going to be great, and uh, we look forward to watching the cats in action. Thanks for your time, mate. Can't wait. Thank you, guys.